The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is a monumental uh, thing here for me. You're my first guest I've ever had on my show. so That's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, it's such an honor. <laughs> I know it is, I isn't it? Um, yeah, I've never... I've been, I mean, um, I've been testing some conferencing equipment for so long, but I just downloaded this free one and I guess I can give it a shot here and try it and see how it comes out. And, um, so, you know, I've, I've never had guests on my show. I've never just, you know, cause I don't get many listeners anyway. I just do it for, as a hobby, but, yeah, um, yeah, no, I've listened before. It's good. Good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you like it. Um, yeah. Welcome in. Uh, to my to my show, uh, folks, for for, for the pe- for the very few to listen, I got my first guest. It's uh, Coach Grubbs, Mr. Jeremy Grubbs. He's an I am Coach Grubbs and on Twitter, and he's a um, uh, he's a basketball veteran. Uh, as, as I can as I can tell, he's very well connected in the in the whole you know grand scheme of basketball. It looks like you you know it seems like you know people and you know you have plenty of connections. I I, I guess. Yeah, uh, I'm in my 13th year coaching basketball. I was a manager for Jamie at Pitt, and uh, you know he's helped me up with a couple of jobs along the way: D2 job, a high school head job, and I've been in the like the prep circuit for this is my sixth year on the prep. Or uh, that might be wrong. And this is my seventh year on the prep circuit. So I oh, was wow. in prep for three years, and then uh, moved up to Pittsburgh, uh, back to Pittsburgh, and. With first love Christian, this is my fourth uh, fourth year with them. That's awesome. Um, I, I didn't realize you were a manager for, for Jamie. I actually met Jamie Dixon one time, and it was it was at an airport. Actually, it was at Pittsburgh International, and I was uh, picking up a friend. He was there with a recruit, I think, the White Miller, uh-huh. and and um, I think he had Kevin Jones from West Virginia, who committed to West Virginia. I guess he had him there, and I think he had Dwight Miller there. And gotcha. I think Kevin, yeah, Kevin went to, went to West Virginia for Huggins, and you know Dwight Miller, I think, was from Houston actually. And right, I think right. he was. And he landed yeah. Dwight. I don't remember what happened to him after he came here, though. No, I. You know what's hilarious is on the pan, on the Panther Lair board, people people thought he was going to be a future NBA player because you know that's right. You know because right. you know every time a player every time a player goes you know every time Green Tree would come up that Green Tree League. You know, every every yep. player was a lottery pick, or you know, I mean, people thought JJ Moore was gonna be a was was gonna be a one and done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that 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 league really made it look like a lot of uh, pickup heroes <laughs> look like studs. You know. Yeah. yeah I remember just... the game. Keith Benjamin had like sixty some points the one game, and uh, you know, I I don't, I don't remember how many times he even got the double digits during his pit career. <laughs> No, he never, he never saw significant playing time up until probably his senior year, and I think Jamie had no choice but to play him at that point. Because right, right. And, and for, and for, fortunately, it worked out for him. I mean, he he had some decent ga- uh, games here and there, but I think his issue was was always his defense. I think was his problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just he was such a tweener as far as like his size. You know, he's only about six two, so. You know, he was athletic, but it was just, you know, could, he really couldn't play the one, and they had Ron and LeVant, so 
he was kind of yeah. kind of stuck in a, a difficult position. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, because there, there was by that time there were so many other players. You know, I mean, I mean, at least Terrell, I mean, Terrell Biggs. I mean, eventually he developed into something towards you know towards his career. He was you know a very serviceable player. Yeah. I, by the way, it's I I still think if Mike Cook doesn't tear his ACL, then that team wins the national championship that year. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that really that team was that team was so complete it was ridiculous. Yeah, that was. Um, I remember that. I remember that game as well. He, um, I mean, it was weird too because I, I mean, like, uh, I was I was watching the West Virginia Duke game where Deshaun Butler, you know, got need, and I was like, I was like, for some reason, every time play, guys teams play Duke, it seems like players uh, mysteriously get their knees or ankles blown out for some reason. Right. Yeah. Right. It's. I guess that's their style that of play. That was also the game uh, of the famous Levant step back against Duke in the Garden. So, yeah, it was like a you know a bittersweet night for everyone who's in that locker room. Yeah, I'm sure. I um, because they they were they got to a decent start even without Cook. And, well, no, they I think they also lost Levant for part of that year too. Or he he got hurt. Yeah, for a little so bit, I yeah, yeah. So that was my senior year, and Cook tore his ACL that game. Next game, we go to Dayton. We get smacked, and Levant lands on some chick's uh, some yep. cheerleader's uh, ankle or something, and he's out for Dayton. you know a couple weeks. Which, which yeah, I that... actually, I think it was, I think it was actually a blessing in disguise for the Big East tournament run because, he, yeah. you know, they were able to play Keith more. They were able to play Ron more to one. It kind of gave them some different looks and different, uh, yeah. you know. Some some different options as far as going down the stretch. Oh, it did. I mean, they um, yeah, they. I remember, and then I remember they just went on a big. I mean, they in the middle of the year they had like a little. I don't know if it was fatigue or what, but then they just caught their second win towards the end of the end of the. You know, there was that Syracuse game where they came back, and yep. they, they yep. and and they just had, they just had a whole bunch of momentum going that tournament, and they just uh, they they tore apart you know Georgetown that you know the championship game. I mean, yeah, and then, yeah. I mean, I mean, they lost to Michigan State. I mean, they they, they had to play Drew, Drew Neitzel and Tom Izzo in the in the NCAA tournament is always going to be a, a pain to play against, to play against. No doubt, no doubt. And but it set the tone for the next year, and they, you know, they just unfortunately they just you know, you know, Sky Round just made he just made made the shot. You know, it's, yeah, Scotty freaking Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, but. <laughs> Go, going back to when I met Jamie, he talked to me. For, I mean, he actually talked to me. He took down my, my information, and he actually uh, – he, he, he supposedly left me tickets to, at the will call for um, – I think it was for a night, game against IUP. And turns out he never left them. <laughs> he never put them <laughs> in. So oh, I um, – and, and, of course, the people looked at me like I was crazy that he left them for right. me. And I was like, oh, shit. And – uh. I was like, you know what, it, you know, it, it doesn't matter as long. I mean, he took down my name and number. The fact that he actually talked to me and you know, and you know, you know, asked me if I wanted tickets to the game, and he did feel really good about the season, about Lanny Dwight Miller and all that. I mean, he, you know, he, you know, because there was always talk, there was always talk about Jamie and his personality. That he was dry, or he was, you know, he just, you know, but you know, when I talked to him. I thought he was, you know, I was like, shoot, he's probably one of the nicest guys you would, you know, to talk to. I mean. So, yeah, I think I, I, I think know. he's like he, he's the kind of guy who like you know once you get him going like he's got a like a, he's got a great personality he's funny yeah. you know 
and and like and and he really like enjoys talking to people but like then there's other times like you know if he doesn't know you like now this is a time obviously he didn't really know you but like you know yeah. if he if he like if he's like in an awkward situation so i think that's that's where he kind of got that bad rap i think he has a great personality you know when when i still talk to him every mm-hmm. once in a while you know he always makes me laugh when we're on the phone so uh you know he says something that's pretty funny pretty typically uh you know in our conversation so and i think you know i think he gets a bad rap for that but you know i think he's just a little bit guarded oh i'm sure and um you know he you know, obviously today he um they, they they knocked off texas in the uh big big 12 tournament i mean they brought him in i guess one of the reasons why they brought him in was to get that program up to par with the texas the texas techs the baylors and uh, you know he hit a he had a little bit of rough stretch the last few years, I guess. With you know, he lost some players, and and I guess this year he you know he he landed some really good players in the transfer portal, and right. Um, and I mean, there was some. I mean, he he got guys from LSU. One guy was from Texas Tech. One guy was from LSU, and you know, and I mean, whatever he did, it he it, it pieced together because now he's he's back in the tournament. Yeah, he and, he made a really good hire in the off season. Uh, uh, Jamie McNeely, who was with uh, Buzz Williams for a real long time, he's kind of like th- this guy was with Buzz Williams for 16 years, I think, like dating all the way back to Marquette, and I think he played for him in New Orleans. And uh, oh, he's yeah, so he's just he, he's a really good, really connected in the uh, Canadian uh, basketball circle. So you know he, he he's got he's got a lot of juice with all those Canadians, and you know so it was a really good hire for him to. Hired him, and I know he brought he brought the Miller kid with him, and yeah, uh, you know they, and then the Mike Miles. I don't know if you've watched him much, but Mike Miles yeah. is terrific. Oh yeah, he's really yeah. good. Yeah, he's. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, I mean, uh, you know, Jamie was obviously going to go to. I think he. I think if, if TCU doesn't know where to buy out, he probably went. He probably ended up at UCLA, and. Um, I think I was reading it's uh, one one of the guys at the Fort Worth you know Telegram or where, where the paper is. I guess they just got a new AD and he didn't want to let Jamie Dixon you know he didn't want to be basically his first year going on a head coach search for basketball. So he had to keep Jamie Dixon because he needed you know he basically needed a basketball coach. And you know I think I think obviously after this year I think he's probably gonna you know, he'll be a TC for a while I think for a long longer while now. I don't think yeah, he's I think leave. he'll finish his career there at this point, just because you know he's he, he's got to be fifty three or fifty four. I you know I can't see him coaching past sixty five. Like I don't you know I don't see no. him being one of these guys like Bayheim or or Shashevsky. So mm. uh, you know I I think he'll probably end up finishing his career at TCU. Yeah, and I could see him probably doing. I guess he's done. He's got experience with uh you know with CBS and you know when he's not you know. When he was not in the tournament, or when you know he spent time and obviously in the in the booth, you know, with the other with the other guys, you know, I could probably I could probably see him doing something like that. I mean, he's you know, he, I think he uh, he's got the personality for it. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And, you know, he's one of he's one of the guys, few guys who's pretty good on those things. Some of those guys just uh, come off as uh, jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh definitely. So. But so I'm looking. What, what I'm other looking, games have you been watching this week? Um, I mean, I've been I've been flipping through. I mean, uh, I haven't really gotten t- t- too entirely involved in college hoops this year. 
uh, I think this past pit season pretty much drained my, some of my energy out for college yeah, hoops. I can, I can feel you there. I mean, plus the ACC wasn't really ex- that, that, that exciting in the league this year. But I mean, look right. at, I mean, uh, you know, and obviously, I mean, it's I mean, looking here, it's the usual suspects. I mean, uh, I did, I did, I did love watching UCLA this year and last year when uh, they, made, they when they made the run, you know, to the Final Four, you know, with, with uh, Johnny Juzang, I think his name is. Uh, you know, Mick Cronin, you know, gets to a final four. I mean, uh, he had some, he had really good, he had some decent uh, Cincinnati teams. They just never, you know, they could, they could, they could just never get past, you know, you know, the first or second round. But uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I really, I, I love Nick Cronin as a coach. I think he's a really good coach, but like you said, you know, he struggled a little bit getting past uh, a certain point at Cincinnati, but once you get that, you know, that bigger job, the better job, it kind of, Takes yeah. care of itself. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Because look, at, got some stars out there. Yeah, because look at Ben Helen when he left Pitt. He had, you know, he got to the to the finals a few times, and he had like right. Kevin Love, right. Russell Westbrook. I mean, he was able to get get guys. And I think, I think he lost. I think what hat what hurt him at the end was he lost. I guess I don't know if his recruiting fell off or he lost track of recruiting the right players, and it just uh, it, it basically fell apart for him. Right. Yeah, I don't really know what went on there. It just, I kind of just. Uh, uh, I just remember, you know, I just, yeah, and I just remember Bill Walton pretty much ripping him every other broadcast. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how high was Bill Walton when he was doing that, though? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I see Gonzaga obviously is at the top again, and I mean they went to the finals last year, but I'm not sure if they'll ever win a title. I mean they hit, you know, Mark Mark Few has been doing this for so long, and. You know, I don't know if he can get the. You know, I don't know if he has the players to you know to do it again. I mean, I, I mean, sure, a final yeah, four run, I, but I I actually think this is like their most complete team that they've had. Uh, oh, I really? Think they okay. have, like this is to me, this is their best team, and I think they have a shot to win it all. Just I think Chet Holmgren's, you know, either the second or third best player in the country. You know, they got guards like Strother, mm-hmm. Bolton. Uh, I I coached Rozier Bolton in Huntington Prep actually. Uh, oh wow. He's, you know, he's he's phenomenal. Um, you know, they. I think they're pretty complete uh, team. By the way, going back to uh, Johnny Juzang, uh, mm-hmm. did you know that his uncle is Michael Cooper? Really? From the oh man. yeah, the voice the, of the Lakers and played with the Lakers. Oh man, I, that and, the Michael Cooper. And then, yep. and then his and then his grandpa or his grandpa-in-law or something like that. He's related somehow to Smokey Robinson as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the exact logistics of that, but I just know that he's he's related to both. I know I know the uncles for sure, but like I don't know how exactly he's related to Smokey Robinson. But I thought that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's that's crazy. Yeah, I just yeah. see I, I see I see Arizona obviously is at the top again, and Baylor's Baylor, and I think you know Auburn obviously. You got uh, Bruce Pearl's the coach. Um. Of course, uh, people are gonna pretty much. People can't stand Bruce Pearl for obvious reasons. I, you know, I, you know, so, you know, basically we'll have that to deal with again, where he people say how much of a crook, a criminal he is. And Kentucky is obviously Kentucky, you know, because Calipari and you know Kansas, Duke, Villanova. It's just, it's always the same one, same things. Same, you know, the same yeah, usual suspects. Yeah, it seems like it is like the same, like eight or nine programs, and then. But I mean, yeah. at least like there's not one like like last year kind of seemed like it was destined to be, 
Gonzaga and and uh, and and Baylor the entire year. At least this year's like kind of like wide open to where it could be any of those teams. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be an interesting tournament as far as that that's concerned. I just you know I think some of these teams. I I don't really think Duke's going to make a long run just because I, I just there's something about their team that seems off. But yeah. uh, any of those other teams, I could see winning it and. And I I don't know about Villanova either. I haven't watched them enough to even really comment other than knowing who they have on their team. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like those teams are pretty much the main teams. I can't see anybody else really winning it, you know? No, no, it's just, just, I mean, the ACC has been down. I guess, you know, 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 Carolina had to replace their coach. Now Duke has to replace their coach and, you know. Yeah, I think that's like the main thing is, you know these guys. These guys have gotten old. That you know the yeah. best coaches, and and then like, you know I I I know Hubie Davis a little bit. He's a gr- you know great dude, but you know is he is he, does he should his first head coaching job be North Carolina? Like, kind of crazy. I think like the SEC is just out like outmaneuvered the ACC yeah. to get the best coaches. Yeah, I mean they just. It's like the ACC sat back and just, you know, I guess, you know, SEC was known more for football, but then they saw the money aspect in college hoops. And those programs, they just took that football money and they just wouldn't got the best coaches. I mean, they may have been the slime. Some of them may have been the slimiest coaches, but they win games. I mean, they grabbed, I mean, Tennessee grabbed Rick Barnes from Texas and Texas was done with him. And they just, you know, he's got Tennessee back up to his respectable level, you know, in terms of college hoops, but, you know, I'm not sure if he'll, not sure if he'll get them over, you know, get them over a hump like he did, you know, I guess when he, you know, I guess when Texas, he took them to, to at least the final four, I think, but I think with Durant, I think. No, I, they, actually it was with uh, TJ Ford. Oh yeah, that's they, right. They, they lost in the first round with Durant. I don't yeah, know. He, they lost in the first round somehow. I remember now they beat West Virginia. Um, Kev, I remember Kevin Pittsnogle, I guess they lose and, Pittsburgh would drain that deep th- uh, three. Off, he was off balance, and yep. it was tied. It, yep. it was tied, and I think I, I think Texas drove down the court. And I guess and I think I think it may have been Ford or somebody. I think it was him. It was, one of them hit a game winning three as the as the as the, as the, as the buzzer ran out. And, yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly how it went down, but that sounds about right. Uh, and I just remember I, I went to the West Virginia message boards, and they were all in in tears because. That whole group of Gansey, Pitts, Nogle, A Bear, those guys, that, that whole team was gone. It was over. It was all over. Yeah, you know, as much as I hate West Virginia, that team, and, and I couldn't stand Pitts, Nogle, the rest of that team wasn't really that unlikable. No, it, like, they weren't. Mm-hmm. It was hard to hate like them. Gansey was, like, Gansey was like the type of, you know, uh, you know, the type of dude that, like, you know, every white guy thinks they are like just like solid exactly. as hell and makes shots and plays hard and uh beeline son was kind of annoying, but um you know, the rest of those dudes were kinda of like you know, they were, they just seemed like, you know, decent dudes. So uh, and Pitznog was obviously a thorn in our side and couldn't stand him, but uh Oh yeah. You know, you had to respect him. Like yeah, they, it, you know, that 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 team was uh like like the 2010 team that they had that went to the final four, I, I like I didn't like any of those dudes. No, you know they were very easily hateable. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, it it kind of sucked off the uh, you know, for us. It sucked all those years to get to an elite eight, and then West Virginia goes to a final four, and then we obviously can't go. And 
I had I had Final Four tickets down in Houston when uh, Pitt was a one seed, and then of course the Butler game happened, and you know, oh, I geez. and I um I mean I was going regardless because it, it was there, but I you know, God I was I was stuck watching U- UConn and Butler in the finals, and that was probably one of the most under boring games I've ever watched. I mean, it yeah. was just you know, yeah, it, it was all defense no, and no, no nobody. Do you, do you think if Gilbert Brown hits that second free throw that, that Pitt makes that same run that Butler made? That's hard to say. I, I'm yeah. part, part cause uh, that team was kind of, um, I don't know what it was with that team that year. They just, they were really talented, but they, there was games and in some instances where they did stuff where you we just, we just scratched your head. Right, and, right, right, right. And of course, and then, that, and then uh, they started, they started a six foot four power forward. So, uh, not yeah, nausea and he, mm-hmm. he was he yeah. was good, but you know it just it, it always gave you a little bit of a, uh, you know it was it always gave you a little bit of a uh, uh, disadvantage to be starting someone that short at the at the four. You know, yeah, I I don't, I I have a hard time believing they would have gotten any further than what they did. I mean they I mean their their path looked easy that year and. But um, right, it, right. But everything everything looks good on paper, but it's all about matchups. And I mean, right. if you can expo- right. if you can expo- if you expose a six four you know, power forward, you can do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, what Gami was. Go ahead. Yeah, that's that's what Gami was. Uh, was you know. You know, they always made some head scratching decisions, and of course, that you know him fouling. I guess him fouling. Um, <laughs> um, what's his name? A flopper, Matt Howard, a flopper. Uh, pretty much, yep. you know, that that's pretty much summed up that team for me. I mean, they. I mean, it just for some reason I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm I'm not sure what it was with Jamie, but it just seemed like the, when he got the tournament, it just seemed like, you know, I don't know if he was tight or if he, you know, it just something just you know always went wrong. Yeah, I think it was a combination of that, and then, you know, they 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 never had like the the guy that like all these other teams had that it was like you know you got to go get a bucket like you know yep. they, you kind of got like you got to have a guy in the tournament who you can just say hey you know clear out go get a bucket and you know as good as Brad Wanamaker was as good as Levance was as good as yep. you know some of these guys were like. You know, they're not like a Dwayne Wade or, you know, and nope. not the but- that Butler team really had that. I mean, Shelvin Mack was good, but, you know, was you know he wasn't that good. But, um, you know, if you look at like a Kemba or, you know, uh, Shabazz Napier or any of those guys, you know, yeah. the guards from Baylor last year, like they were all like, you know, they're all guys you could just say, hey, like, go rock out and go get a bucket. And <laughs> exactly. I don't remember the last time Pitt had somebody like that. It's probably no, been I'm... since Vince Vontigo coming. Vontigo, yeah. I, mean, I can't remember any other pick guard in my lifetime who could just go get a bucket when they said that, you know, go get a bucket. I mean, let's uh, count yeah. Ricardo Greer as a guard. Yeah, Ricky. Um, yeah, that was yeah, – that's pretty much – yeah, that's the last time I can remember that. Yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, this – you know, even after Jamie left, uh, it seemed like Pitt had guards, but they, could, they had no inside presence, and this year – you know, they, they had John Hewley, but they didn't have, you know, they really didn't have anybody else to help him. I mean, they had some guards, but, I mean, 
I mean, uh, this team in, in general, I mean, over, I mean, on paper, you can tell this was going to be a bad year for them. And Yeah, it was yeah. just, uh, it, it was just difficult to lose that many, you know, key components to the, to the uh, transfer portal. And then, yeah. you know, having to replace all those guys and unexpectedly, you know, and not really, you know, thinking you're going to have that many spots and for high school kids or anything. And then, Mm-hmm. You know, you got to fill it with transfers. If that's not something that you're used to, then it's 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 difficult. Uh, you know, yeah. but that's kind of how every coach is going to have to maneuver at this point. Um, yeah. You know, and they did they didn't do a terrible job of it. You know, obviously Burton worked out well, yeah. uh, and and Mo Guy obviously was the however you say his name. He was obviously incredible uh, yeah. for Pitt this year. So, uh, you know, they didn't do a terrible job of it. it just you know, it seemed like the pieces never really gelled, and obviously. Horton and Nike's uh, situations didn't help uh, the season go as planned. So, um, you know, I, I I think there's there's some things there that you could say, like you know, if they if this if this happened or that happened, like you know, maybe they go ten and ten, eleven nine, twelve and eight, something like that in the league, and yeah. we're having a completely different conversation at that point. But uh, you know, you can only say that for so long <laughs> before you have oh, to actually exactly. do it. You know. Yeah, exactly. Because I look at because um, yeah, Burn will be back next year. Healy, 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 you know, is slated to come back. You know, uh, Femi Okudel, uh, Dolly, we'll probably pronounce it. He'll, I mean, he'll be back. Uh, Ethel Horton will be back. And hopefully, you know, Knight comes back. But they're gonna have to, um, you know, they had they had one they had one recruit that was Judah Mintz that was that was supposed to come and he decommitted because I guess he was gonna be the only you know player there. I guess and. Now they're going to have to go pretty much in the transfer portal and hope and just, you know, I guess find the right pieces and hope they can put something together. I mean, that's really all I can do at this point with them. Yeah. You know what? I actually, we, my team went down and played Oak Hill uh, two weeks ago and I saw Judah Mintz and, and he's not, you know, I think he's a good prospect. I don't think he would have helped Pitt that much next year. Uh, he's got some talent, but I just think he, he you know, he's going to need a year before he's, he's really going to, come into his own in college. I think that's kind of like shown in who's offered him since he de- decommitted from Pitt too. I mean, he's choosing between like DePaul and you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. NC State. Uh, so I think like kind of people have kind of figured out that, you know, that he ain't going to help next year because all these coaches that I've talked to, they're all just saying transfer portal, transfer portal. You've got to get older, got to get older. So yeah. it's just a real bad time for high school recruiting anyway. Um but yeah, I just I, I don't know how much he would help that team. I think he kind of overlaps a lot of the skill sets on the team right now. I mean, he's not, you know, he, would you rather have a 19-year-old Judah Mintz or a 24-year-old Nike? Yeah, I'm not even gonna try to say his last name. Would you, yeah. you know? We, I, I think you're gonna go with the 24-year-old. You know? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. That's that's the that's the issue I see is that all their guards have like overlapping skill sets. You know, like other than Horton, mm-hmm. they're like they're all combo guards. Like you know, they they need somebody. I think who who can, and and you can find this in the portal. Who can just really go out and you know run a team, get you in some stuff. You know, take a guy off the dribble and and get open shots and all that kind of stuff uh, mm-hmm. for other guys. Um, you know, and then I think you move Femi to the three and kind of play him in a in a uh, you know a hybrid role, and you kind of you know you get multiple you get you get multiple uh roles filled with just getting one one guy like that you know 
you can get lucky like Wake Forest did with Alondis Williams. Like, yeah, you know, who would have thought that that guy coming from I don't even know where he was from, but he averaged six points per game last year, and he ended up being the ACC Player of the Year. Like, you know, you can get real lucky like that. Uh, And I think part of that luck was that Steve Forbes is a terrific coach, and uh, you know he knows how to build teams like that because he was a JUCO guy for so long. But uh, oh yeah, you know I think it's definitely possible. Yeah, it's just um, it helps being a JUCO coach because you know you're when you're a JUCO coach, you got put the you know you got put the right pieces together, you know because you're you're not gonna have those you're going through lots of players every year, so it's you know right. So so you have that type of mindset, especially in today's. Wait, the way the transfer portal is, I mean, it's um, you know, it's pretty big, and I'm just wondering, you know, because I know towards the end of Dixon's tenure, Pitt, I remember he ran into some issues where he lost an entire, lost an entire recruiting class. I mean, he, you know, the after that, you know, the Butler team that you know, Ken Birch leaves after a few, you know, after a few games, and it's, uh, I think Malcolm, I think Malcolm Gilbert, they lost, and uh, they just um they started losing players. And then of course he had to, you know, basically get players to come in and, you know, some of them were, uh, some of them were really, really, really just players. They were just bodies at that point. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, most of that goes to, you know, a couple factors, just like, I think, you know, he made some mistakes in hiring uh, assistant coaches yeah. and, and then like the whole Ken Burst thing, like ruined Pitt and Philly just because they had to, take Jalen Bond out of their class. So, like, Philly was just shut off to Pitt at that point. Not that Jalen Bond I'm, ended up having a great career or anything, but... I remember uh, that, because we, we spent so much time trying to break into Philly for um, for recruiting, and we were starting to get some players, and then when that happened, that was, yeah, that pretty much yeah, that hurt. Yeah, so, um, you know, th- those kind of things just really hurt, and then, you know, being forced to take Slice back, not that, you know, Slice is bad, but Slice is back for a year and didn't land anybody because he went to Kentucky. Yep. Uh, so just the turnover eventually just ended up catching up to him. Because, like, at the beginning of his tenure, tenure, it was like, you know, Joe Lombardi gets a job. Like, you know, Mike Rice comes in for a year, he gets a job. Uh, yep. David Cox comes in for a year, he gets a job. Orlando gets a job. Like, it yep. was kind of like a hot place to be. To go, you like be like, oh, you're an assistant for Jamie. You're gonna get a, you know, you're gonna get a head coaching job. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think like that was kind of the, the turnover caught up with him as far as like with Pat's after Pat Scary left uh, for Towson, and yeah, uh, kind of just kind of just ruined him from there. Yeah, because that's what happened with Pat. I mean, it happened with Pat Arduzzi at Pitt too, because he was having he had a lot of turnover with uh, head coach with his, his assistants as well, and he hasn't had that problem lately. I mean. And now it's, you know, I mean, he had that problem with offensive coordinator, which is something you don't want to have. And, right, right. And I guess he's found the right pieces together, but he's, you know, he's, you know, on the defensive side, he's, he's kept, you know, Brandy Bates, Charlie Partridge. I mean, he's keeping those guys happy. I mean, that's a big thing. And, you know, if you keep, as long as you, if you can keep your coaches for a while, you, and, you know, you know, you, you, you obviously you can develop a good, um, you know, good, as I say, culture now is what they, what they say. So, but yeah, I guess yeah, you know Jamie, and Jamie went through a lot yeah. of assistance, like you said. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it like that's it's a lot different. Uh, whenever you only got three of them, than, yeah, you know, um, then w- with football where, you know, y- you can kind of lose one pretty much every year and not really miss a 
beat, depending on who it is. Obviously, if they lost Partridge, it would be pretty mm-hmm. devastating. Um, you know, but yeah, I think that was. I think that's really contributed a lot to like the quote-unquote demise. You know, the demise into filmmaking the NCAA tournament. But you know, yeah. <laughs> obviously they fell off a bit. You know, but I think you know we'd all kill for those last couple of years at this point. Um, oh yeah, now we would. Yeah, yeah. What 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 are your thoughts on uh, on the uh, Brennan Marion situation? I you know I, I suppose he won the he, I guess he won the offensive coordinator job, but if you look at his job history, he seems to he seems to be he seems like to he seems to change jobs every year. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, just, I don't begrudge and, the man like because you got to like you got to you got to promote yourself in this business, and then you got to like. You got to do what's best for you, but uh, I feel like he uh, he definitely, uh, you know, he kind of screwed himself a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, he put himself into a corner that he that I don't think he really wanted to be in. Now, I think he's probably happy with his job and money in Texas, but, you know, I don't see how that guy doesn't want to live in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, he's... He's living in Austin now, and I mean it's very crowded there. And I mean, I mean, obviously there's no state tax in Texas, and but uh, right. I mean, eventually, if he stays long enough in Texas, that's an S, there'll be an SEC job. But if um, the thing about Texas is they're very cutthroat with coaches, and if he's not, if that receiver group isn't performing, I mean, if he has a down year with receivers, he can he can they, they'll easily get rid of him. And, yeah, 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 for sure. And, and, and I mean, did he like he only recruited one guy for Pitt, I believe. Yeah, I believe uh, he the, did. Yeah, the wide receiver for from Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he made some inroads for us, but um, he's very like active on social media. He kind of reminds he's kind of reminds me of a, he kind of reminds me of a wide receiver of the, of the NFL, and he's. He's been passive aggressive on Instagram, you know, a few times and even on Twitter. But I mean, if you're an offensive coordinator, you can't really behave like that. You know, yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if, if, if I see my wide receivers coach doing that, why would I, why would I, why would I promote you if you're going to, if you're behaving like that? So if something goes wrong in a game, are you going to, you know, throw me under the bus, you know, go, 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 go on your page and start, you know, you know, Tweeting quotes and whatever else, and you know, it's just you know, you know, he may. I mean, he may have to. You know, I mean, eventually put that aside if he wants. I mean, I'm sure he'll get promoted somewhere at one point. But you know, yeah, I think I think uh, you know him. It was probably it probably naive of him to think that Narduzzi would change his entire offense in one year too. To uh, <laughs> oh, ex- yeah, the, to the go go the go go <laughs> offense. You know, like he's not gonna he's not gonna change what he's done for. Seven years is it? Seven years he's been a pit now. Is this his eighth year coming up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I think that was kind of naive to think that, which I'm sure he probably did think that. Like, oh, my offense is better. You're just going to change it. Like, you know, slow down there, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I, and, I, and our dude is more of a defensive guy. So he, I think, for him, he likes a balance. He doesn't want he doesn't want an offense where they're going to just basically, you know, have two, three, two or three minute, you know, scoring drives and, you know, and his de- defense has to be back on the field. You know, he doesn't right. want, you know, cause a lot of his, right. lot of his offenses score a lot of points. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hurt his, you know, he doesn't want to have that, you know, 
put too much on his defense. But, uh, I mean, this year, I mean, they with Kenny, I mean, they, they threw the ball a lot this year. I mean, they did run it a bit, but they threw, you know, they, they were airing that thing off. Like, it, it was, it was, it was a, <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, we're, we're oh, that means we're done in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, you, we do we do need to move on to cigars. Oh yeah, we do. We got to get into that. I guess uh, we've got five minutes left. Um, oh yeah, that's enough time to talk cigars. Yeah, let's let's do that for real quick, and then uh, I guess next next podcast we got we, next time we do this we got to do uh, we got we definitely got to talk about the Am Sandler movies. So, oh I, I, yeah, I forgot all about the Adam Sandler. That was a terrible take by you, by the way. That's uh, my yeah. not in his top five. Yeah, hold on, go with your top five right now before we start cigars. You, you know what? I stopped. I stopped really. I really didn't get too much into his uh, movies towards the end. But the, one of the first ones I've watched in recent that was, I guess, you know, last ten years. I thought it was my obviously my you know my first one obviously is going to be Billy Madison. Yeah, that's my number one. I think number two will probably be happy. Uh, sure. There's been so many other ones. Uh, I did like Big Daddy. That wasn't that wasn't too bad of a film. I guess, and of course, there's Grown Ups. You're uh, missing my favorite one. What was the, the wedding singer? Oh shoot! You know what? And I just watched that too. That's that's how bad. That's my, my favorite Adam Sandler movie. It, for me, it goes one. Uh, one wedding singer, two Big Daddy, three Happy Gilmore, four Billy Madison, five uh, probably uh, grown ups. Yeah, because I think with Billy with Big Daddy, you saw more of a sentimental side of him. He with, with less, you know, it was it was more goof. It was the goofiness, but him being more, I guess, the sentimental. Yeah, I mean, I guess, he's like, funny in it, but it's also like it's also like a good like you know story and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just a good movie, in my opinion. And same with Wedding Singer. It's just you know, those those are just classic, classic movies. Yeah, the, the, uh, the I mean the uh, the Wedding Singer definitely because it was all it was about the eighties and uh, yeah, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami Vice. All right, you know, so on to cigars. Yep. Well, you know what? I was at the I was I was at a cigar shop the other night, and I guess. Um, because I used to order mine online, but I went to actual I went to an actual shop and I found two filthy hooligans from I guess from last I guess this past year, and yeah, there was two left and I picked those up for St. Patty's Day. Oh, they're so, phenomenal, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, um, they they are made from Alec Bradley, and I think I've I've been smoking a lot of Alec Bradley's cigars lately. They're, they're he's got some you know, um, they've got some really good stuff. You know, so. Yeah, I, mean, I I need to branch out a little bit because I'm like a slave to the to the uh, hooligans. Uh, so you're gonna have to throw me some suggestions here in the future. But um, you know, yeah, I go I to this one. Yeah, I, I was probably intoxicated when I read it, <laughs> so I probably don't remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's, there's there's a little shop on McKnight Road that you can go in, bring your own beer, and have a cigar and uh it's it's a pretty cool place that you know me and my friends have kind of gathered to watch uh uh march madness the last couple of years and, and some big golf tournaments so that's what i'm planning on doing next week at some point oh that's awesome yeah that's a that's a good that's a good time because usually i go on my patio and have a cigar and you know just do all that but um you know like what i did last year was since i have a, a fire stick i i I moved my television by my window so I could at least watch the watch the games while I was out in the patio. <laughs> so I had nice. that going for me. Nice. 
you, now, do you have any drinks with it, or do you just you just go some, straight cigar? Some, some, sometimes I go straight cigar. I'll have wine with it, or um, what's a good pairing? Is it like bourbon? Is a bur- yeah, we well, yeah we <laughs> yeah. All right, we got one minute. Uh, uh, yeah, I think bourbon is, but you know, I'm I'm kind of just like I'm kind of like you know I'm gonna have a beer to sip, you know, just because my mouth gets so dry smoking the cigar. So that's kind of what I usually go with. That's a good idea. I'm about to do I'm about to do beer uh, beer because I or light beer because yeah I don't like the you know I, I usually keep water with me, but um, sometimes funny like a combination of a good buzz. You know, I got to have some. Sort yeah, of alcohol. yeah, yeah. The only problem is if, if you're sitting for too long, it, it, it can be a little uh, challenging to stand up. <laughs> oh, yeah. But <laughs> definitely. But we got 15 seconds here. So I'm going to end it here, man. It was awesome having yep, you on the good show. Good talking to you. And we'll, we'll definitely do this again. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. All right. Later.